This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. How do I manage the relationship with my mother? Well, we all have a mother, but that doesn't mean our relationship with them is exactly the same. And it doesn't mean it's always simple and easy. I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. We certainly are. And today's topic, Barb, it's going to allow us a little bit of uh, space and freedom to kind of go off in a few different ways, mainly because the beautiful community member who has who has popped this topic in, literally all, all we had for the response was, how do I manage the relationship with my mother? So we can interpret that in so many different ways because everybody's individual and their relationship will be quite different. But it does seem to the relationship with mothers and as a mother ourselves can you know can be quite strained sometimes for different for different reasons and you see that playing out with different people in terms of you know and I've heard it before about the mother wound and how we have to heal that and and you know it can go generations you know it's passed down and you know whether that's true or not but you know there's lots of different complications that people can actually manage or be trying to manage and I know that on a personal level myself as well. But today I, I thought we would just sort of explore maybe some of the things that people would be experiencing or maybe things that you know that you've seen with, with people experiencing. I know that I've definitely had clients where, you know, their mother just disapproves of their life choices, like mm-hmm. the, the decisions they need to make for their, for their peace and for their heart it's literally just not accepted and mainly it's not accepted because you know there's an element of fear of judgment. So it's like I want my child to do X, Y, Z so that then people don't look at me and judge me because that's my child. Mm. Yeah. So and what have you seen sort of show up in in your taxi over the years, Barb? Is there anything in particular that comes to mind with what people have to manage with their mums? Well, um, right now I'm thinking of a friend who, whose mother is demanding would right. be a way to put it, you know, like if, if you're not here for me, it's an elderly parent. And if you're not here for me, you don't love me. You don't care. All those kinds of things. And um, it just makes this woman really doubt herself. Like what kind of a, daughter am I if I don't jump at her every whim, if I don't make her happy in every way? And yet those demands are so, they're never enough. And what that tells me about mom, the mom, is that she never feels like she's enough. And so she's requiring that she gets this approval and gets her identity from her daughter. And it doesn't matter what her daughter does. It's just never enough. That's such a good point, though, isn't it? And it's such a good point for people to remember, really, because we can just get caught up in just living life and we forget what comes in underneath. But that's Mm -hmm. such a good point, Barb. The the never enough Mm -hmm. is always about the individual, isn't it? Like that that daughter could, I mean, she could set her house on fire if that's what her mum wanted and it still won't be enough because it's it's not the daughter's, like wound or it's not the daughter's insecurity or vulnerability it's the mum but like we're talking I'm assuming we're talking I'm assuming the mum is like 
70s, 80s or something like that. Yeah. That sort of age. But how do you explain that? (laughs) Well, it does become the daughter's wound because pretty soon she thinks she's not enough. She's never done it right. And she feels like that. And but it filters so, down, isn't it? It's how it, it does. Out through the generations. And so what, yeah. even what your friend is dealing with is probably not really her mum's. It's probably started, you know, and not that you need to go through the family tree or anything, but recognising how this plays down the line and why it's so important. This is my thing. This is why I love people doing work on themselves, why they step towards I want to know me more because this is honestly how we actually begin to change the pattern throughout the generations. I'm so glad you said that, Andrea, because what I've seen with this woman who has been doing the work for herself and recognizing that these things are her mom's is that, like, what I would say in this situation is when you give in to someone else's demands and they're, and it's not the desire of your heart, it's not what feels right to you, it. I call that, that's not unconditional love. Because when we do that, we allow someone to be less than they really are. Yeah. And when you stop doing that, when you stop playing their game, and it's not always a game, it's not always conscious, but it's this thing of like, agreeing with them, like, oh, yeah, mom, I didn't do it right. Okay, mom, I'll show up. And even if you don't use those words, you show up when she says you do what she says to do. That is not allowing mom to be who she really is. And so this, the daughter is really starting to stand in her own and go like, mom, I I believe in you. I know you'll work this out. Yeah. Mom, I, I'm I'm sorry I can't be there. I know you're disappointed, but you're going to work it out. I believe in you, Mom. And she's flipped it. And I'm not really sure how Mom is handling it, but I know that my friend is feeling so much more peace inside because when you do the things you don't want to do, there starts becoming resentment. Yeah, And there's start, like, you feel like you lost control. You have no control. How can she control me like this? And part of that is because we give our power away. I knew you were going to say power. I'm so glad you said it because that's what it is, <laughs> isn't it? And it's not like, you know, we've talked a lot about words and like the meaning that people make about words. And thank you so much so much for being here, Dee. I just want to acknowledge that Dee's with us. Yes, and so good morning. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing is that, Power isn't about overpowering, you know, like you have to be strong and you have to stand up against her and, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to take your demands. Like that's up to you. That's not power necessarily. That's like, I don't know what that is, but it's, it's not healthy. Like power can just be, I love me enough to be able to know what's right for me. And I love you enough to know that you've got what it takes to work out what's right for you. But that doesn't necessarily mean what's right for you is me doing as I'm told. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And Andrea, that power, the the power you're not talking about, I see that as like you're trying to control. You can, you're, you're trying to like, mom, don't you hear me? And you're trying to get somebody to see something that you're really trying to believe in yourself. Yeah. To yeah. look back at yourself. And um, 
I and it's a bit like what Dee has just said there. Yeah. There's two parts of her life mirroring some parts of her mum and, and being very conscious of that, like that sometimes our resistance, Barb, or this is my belief, that sometimes our resistance is because there are aspects of us that maybe we're not okay with or comfortable with showing up in somebody else and that's the resistance. It's like, oh, I don't want to face this, you know. So sometimes it can be a resistance of actually I am a bit like that. You know, I look at it like, where do I show up with my kids in similar ways to my <laughs> mum showing up for me that I wasn't yeah. okay with, you know, and how many times do you hear that, Bob? Oh, it started to sound like my mum was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to give us um, some grace in that too because sometimes we do things that maybe we don't want to do, but it always goes back to that knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Like I might go and help someone. um, Like I remember my grandma, my grandma, every time you stopped, she, can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, one more thing before you leave, will you do this? And all of my cousins and things, we would be like, yeah, I kind of hate to stop to see grandma, but I loved my grandma and I wanted to do those things too. So why would I stop and see grandma and do those things? Because I loved her and I cared about her. And so, you know, just go in and know your why. And if you're doing something and you resent it, that's not the right why. If you do it and you think that like, oh, she got away with it again. Like, oh, or did I do that because I wanted to? And I think that's beautiful, isn't it? It's being able to really know your own own heart in terms of Mm -hmm. why it's not about okay all of these things distress me upset me disappoint me frustrate me so I'm going to stop doing all of those things because you know she needs to work this out or whatnot it's like it's not that easy like that is where that grace comes in it's not easy to face somebody being disappointed with you or coming at you you know there's there's been times in my life where I've I've said I've said no to my mum and she's come back with a rebuttal that was was layered with guilt. Now, I know she didn't mean it. I know she wasn't conscious of how that felt for me. But I'm telling you, it did not feel great. And so this is the thing. That's where we get that moment of, okay, well, if I'm going to do what she needs or wants, am I doing it because the guilt is so heavy and I don't like that feeling, mm-hmm. which is a fair indication that we're not rock solid in who we are. Right. And we're worried about will I be enough if I disappoint her? Mm. Or is it the fact that you can you can sit in that in, in that experience and go, well, okay, the the guilt I'll shell because that's something for me to work out, but okay, do I want to do this because you know she's my mom and I love her or whatever? Or am I just holding my ground? It's kind of no, that why. That is a really strong point. Why are we doing or not doing? the thing that might cause sort of a a rift there and things like that. But And just before we move on, sorry, Barb, so someone has commented here, yes, pal, we treat people how we teach, I think that should say, people how to treat us. Mothers are such an influence, good and bad, primary role models, they they, we are, absolutely. So Mm -hmm. I just want to give a shout-out 
Um, it comes up with Facebook user when you're watching in Let Her Be Heard. If you just have a look at the description up the top, there is a link there. There is a little comment at the bottom. And if you click that, it gives permission for your name to be seen for us so we know who we're actually having a chat with. Yeah, it's a privacy that. thing. So on our pages, just letting everyone know, so on Barb's private, on her personal page and Soulful Living with Andrea, it's a public page. So there isn't any permission we can see your names. If you come into the group, you will need to click that link and you'll only have to do it once and then we can see your name each time. So, And we'd love to know who's here with us because we've got a few people, which is fantastic. But yeah. back to you, Barb, with the mother, how to manage the relationship with mothers. Yeah, it's such a, um, you know, moms are so important in our lives. We, we all want to be loved and we needed to. Charlie Wynn, I love that you're here, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah, um, moms are a big deal. Actually, all those relationships are a big deal, but it's when we become really solid in who we are. And how do we do that? We know by the pain that we're feeling. We know by the resistance we're feeling to a relationship. We know how, how much somebody can get to us. I'll call it get to us, bother us about that. It's like, oh, I'm not really standing in my truth. And to go inside, and you've all heard it by now, I call it the voice of love, to go inside and ask your own heart, your own voice of love inside you. Is this true about me? Because when moms respond to us a certain way and we feel bad, what is the story we're telling ourselves? Does that mean I'm not a good daughter? Does that mean I'm not worth her love? Does that mean what is the story you're telling yourself? And to just be real with that, that like, it's okay that it hurts. It's okay that it doesn't feel good, but figure out why it doesn't feel good. And then when you come up with that story, ask your own heart, your own voice of love, is it true? Is it true I'm not a good daughter? We've mentioned this almost every, every episode. It's all about your identity. It's all about being authentic with yourself. You know, are you mistreating mom? And I'm going to guess not, or this, this listener wouldn't have asked that. But, you know, to just know that and come back to, is this true about me? And what is the story I'm I'm telling myself? What am I hearing by mom's response? Or by the way mom's treating me, what am I hearing? And is it true? Yeah, absolutely. Morning, Helene. Helene's with us. Beautiful Helene. Oh, Helene. Superstar. And that it's a really great point there, Bob, because I think that in our our ability to do that for ourselves and really come back into our heart and you know what what am I afraid of really? Like in terms of the response or or things like that. And is this true? What I love about that, and it's not necessarily that we take it away from us because I know that it's our journey and we can only be in control of ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I think when we get closer, or in my experience, when we get closer to our own heart and our own truth and we can recognise the stories that maybe have been playing over that takes us further away from our truth, we begin to recognise that everybody is experiencing the same thing more mm. than likely. And this is something that I have asked 
different clients over the time if they've shown up with this type of thing because I have had a couple of clients show up with this type of thing and, you know, the way in which they they did it and it was a bit like the live that we've been a part of, Bob, that we play a role so that we feel the safest in our in our family and, and sometimes yeah. that can play out as being the best and, and not getting anything wrong and all of those type of things. And the question that I will get people to ask as well as their own truth mm-hmm. is what if we can recognise that we have insecurities, Barb, and that we have stories, what might the story be for our mums? Mm. And and I, I say that because I think it's really important not to forget that this is probably a lot of hidden stories and a lot of hidden pains and their own not enoughness mm-hmm. that plays out and when we can look at that of well, what might she be hearing and what might she be feeling I feel like there's a softness towards that it breaks down some of those barriers of oh why is this happening it's like yeah oh. it's like compassion we but like, yeah, that inner child that exists in all of us, if you imagined it's a four-year-old child standing in front of you demanding or, or you know, being forceful or whatever it is that, our, that mums might do, how would you respond to that four-year-old child? Mm-hmm. And you're probably not going to respond with anger and resentment and frustrate. You might for a second, but then you want to just hug them and keep you. <laughs> yeah. And it's being able to remember that, there's an aspect of that that we're that we are managing yeah. when we're trying to, you know, connect with people. That maybe there's a little bit of a disconnection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it, and that that also is the place of compassion. I was saying that compassion and understanding that doesn't give permission. That doesn't mean it's okay to be treated disrespectful or anything. But that comes from within you. What, what will you allow? But your response to it can be with softness. It can be, it, it's not like, like Andrea, I talk to you often about like, let's not add uh, fire to the, or wood to, wood the fire. to the fire. No wood to the fire. I love it. No, <laughs> no wood. wood to the fire. Yeah. Like just because mom is raging or out of control or demanding or whatever. Um we don't need to add wood to that fire. And when we don't, it will soften. It might take time, but it will soften. And it, it will. So if someone to say to you, Bob, what, what, what do you mean not add wood to the fire? Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, I, I'm not doing anything. It's just her. what is adding wood to the fire, though? So I'll give you a couple examples. Like, maybe you're talking on the phone and mom starts raising her voice. Adding wood to the fire means you're going to raise your voice. Excellent. Yeah. So you don't do that. Or mom is um, upset about something or she does a silent treatment. She withdraws from you. So you withdraw. Like that's adding wood to the fire. And, and even justification. Justification is a big one. Over explaining, yeah. trying to get her to see the point. Like that's adding yeah. wood to the fire. Like, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Because all these things go down to, they turn into your heart. What are you feeling? What are you, um, yeah, Sasha, respect yourself and you will be treated with respect. Yes, Sasha, that's right. And so that when you do respect yourself, you'll be treated with respect. And 
again, since our listener asked this, I'm going to suggest that it might not happen quickly and overnight and one conversation. But the more you do it, the more you respect yourself, the more other people will respect you. Yeah. uh, Not to give up on the relationship. I love this, what Charlie's saying. That's a tough lesson, not to give it up. The battles come and come and go. Charlie, I'm so glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that too, that, you know, we're kind of going with the thing of everything is bad and everything isn't bad. Right. And to, to like, what can you do to engage in the relationship? How can you bring it up instead of what is your part of keeping it low? Like, yes, I still agree with Charlie. Don't give up on relationships easily, especially a mom. You know, we only have one mom. And, and um, you know, I, I think it's okay to say it. Charlie works with kids and we see those kids. I help transport some of those kids and we see them come from some really tough situations and maybe parents aren't all they, they're not behaving in everything that they could be. And it really hurts kids sometimes, but man, the love, the bond that is between a mom and a person it's just so, it's precious. And if it can be restored, I encourage you to try to restore it and not walk away. And get some help to walk that out. Get some help to, to know who you are and how to stand and be in a relationship that empowers both of you instead of staying on this, you know, this track of going down. So thanks for bringing that up, Charlie. That's so great. So, um and I think that empowering thing that you talk about, Barb, is really about it, it comes back to the same point every week and we know that it does, but it's so important to sort of like infuse it with the, the topic and the subject. But when we truly, when we can truly stand in our own truth and our own love and have that type of strength of knowing who we are, mm-hmm. then we are in a much better position, I believe, to know why we choose to manage things in different ways. And that might be that we start to say no, like if that's the thing, if it's demanding, that we can begin to empower ourselves Mm -hmm. to start to say no if it doesn't feel right for us and allow it to play out, like allow the silent treatment to to play through, allow the, the shouting to play through and step back if you need to, like allow the person the grace of responding how they need to without not loving them. Yeah. And so, Andrea, let's go back to a little bit. How do you know who you are? Mm. Well, that's a good question, right? Yeah. It's a million-dollar question. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, oh, dear, yeah. Yeah. This is forever in love, even now she's passed on. Yeah, that's cool. so how do you know who you are? This is this is so dear to my heart. Um, and it, the answer I give is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And we listen to all these external voices. External voices are talking to us all the time. Their, their mom's voices, their friend's voices, their, the media. 
Mm. There's the news. There's the magazine you pick up. There's everything you pick up that is wanting you to compare yourself to something else. And that the, the judgment is always, are you good enough yet? And there's a voice inside you that tells you your value and your worth and how amazing you are. And to learn to sit with that voice. And my biggest message is give yourself, you have permission to listen to that voice. And that voice will tell you some things. If you're used to hearing that you're not too amazing or there's something wrong with you in some way, you'll quickly line up with that you're, you're not amazing. Or when you hear it, you will shut it down right away. Well, I couldn't have heard that. That's not true. And what I'm suggesting is you can give yourself permission to listen to that voice for a moment and say, like, what if I am a good daughter? How would that feel? How would that feel if you heard you were a good daughter? You were enough. And when you feel that, when you'll feel inside you, like, first of all, you're like, is that even fair to say? Because I've been told all along I'm not enough. But if you stop before that and you hear that you are, just like, oh, what does that feel like? Because I promise you, if you'll go with it, it'll bring tears. It'll, you'll feel good. And there's a place where you can exhale and just take it in for a moment. And so when I talk about this, I make it sound super simple. I know it's not simple, but if you do it over and over and you believe what you hear for a moment, and I've said it before, you don't go shouting out to the world that I'm an amazing daughter. I don't know what my mom's talking about. No, no, no. Keep it inside. Hold it close to your heart and just keep talking with this voice inside you and go like, oh, show me how I'm an amazing daughter. Show me how I'm enough. Show me my own heart. And it softens things and it gives you a place to breathe and exhale and just be. And things will start changing. So, you know, I know we only had a few minutes there to talk about that. But But it's interesting because our experiences in life have been quite different. So the voice of love and like that deep connection that you have in, in terms of hearing that has not been a part of my journey. Like it's starting to be now, like I'm connected, but not the way that you are. And yet my personal experience with this was that I did come to a place where I recognised that I was worth hearing Mm. and it was a very gentle place. And I had a situation a few years ago with my mum and and I've spoken about this situation before, so I know my mum is totally cool with me sharing it, but I literally went there knowing that it was going to go one way or the other, that I was going to be able to express myself and we would either be disconnected or we would become closer. But this is probably the first time that I went there and just asked to be heard. Mm. And and it's so relevant, let her be heard. And what I wanted to talk about wasn't what she had done or hadn't done, but how I felt when different with different experiences this is what I feel and this is what like so I went into the stories that I tell myself when this happens you know I I feel this and this is what happens and 
And she did. She she heard me. But I think the most important thing that happened that day, Barb, was that I said, and I want to know how you feel mm. when these situations happen. And that is the first time that I had ever seen my mom in her absolute vulnerability and got close to the stories that she'd been telling herself her whole life that had been reinforced from the outside world but she didn't recognise. Wow. And the reason that I had the ability to do that, Barb, I feel, is because I was going to be okay with whichever way it went. Yeah. And so I was able to come from love, not fear, and that is an energy that changes the way that you communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you roll up with fear, what are you going to think? Are you going to reject me? Are you going to, like my experience with my mom had always been, doesn't matter what I do, it's never good enough. Didn't mm. matter how I felt, that would be the response. And that really shut it down for me because I'm like, you're not, you're not hearing me. But mm-hmm. the reality was, had I ever really heard her? Mm. And, the, you know, the recognising of, well, what what are other people going through? And that doesn't mean that we have to accept like poor behaviour or demands or people's vulnerabilities playing out all over us, but can we at least create the space? And you've said it before, Bob, um, communicate to understand. Yes. Like can we understand each other and what goes on for each other when we're trying to work this out? Because cutting people off, like shutting it down, shutting them out, and I'm guilty of that. I'm not going to sit here and play all innocent lassie because I'm not. But that doesn't really resolve anything because there's still like this almost heaviness in your heart sometimes. So, But another fabulous session, and thank you for everybody that's tuned in and um, chiming in. We love it. We absolutely love being able to communicate with you beautiful people out there Mm -hmm. and hearing them messages and sending them in and please if you if you're tuning in please know that we are always responding to our community members uh, question or pondering and there is a link that you can go to it can be anonymous you don't have to give us your details so like this week we absolutely have no clue who is having you know um, questions about how to manage their mum's relation their relationship with their mum so we love being able to do this Mm -hmm. We do. So fabulous session. Always good to have you, Helene. Helene. Love it. And same time, same place next week, Bob. Great. We'll be there. Yes. Let her be heard. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.